Hello, Hustle Class. Um, It's Jermaine. I know it's been a long time, but um, about a month, but I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back here with some information for you. Um, For those of you who are invested in stocks and those of you who trade options and just trade stocks in general, things of that nature, I have some news and information for you. Um, Once again, you know, I'm not a man of excuses, but I do have to let you know why I've been away for so long. So I knew I was having um, audio interface issues with the the audio box I used to record this podcast. Now, what started what started happening all of a sudden was I was having issues with um, the audio box again. So I went to Guitar Center once again. They couldn't help me, so they couldn't help me with my audio box. They couldn't help me with my microphone cord. So I said, you know what? Let me order online. Ordered a new audio box. It was working for a little bit. Then stopped working. I was like, why did this new audio box that I had to wait three weeks for it to arrive stop working? Turns out my microphone was messed up as well. So I both so I had a microphone cord issue, an audio box issue, and then a microphone issue. So I've had to get a new audio box, new microphone cord, and a new microphone. And the audio box itself, the one that I used, was out of commission, so I had to get a new one, completely brand new one. And so all of this kind of took time. That didn't arrive till like last week. And then when I tried to do it with the mic, that's when I finally got, um, so the end of last week, I got the new audio box, tried to do stuff with the mic. It worked for a little bit. Then it stopped working abruptly. And then I got a new microphone um, uh, on the weekend, I think Saturday. And so here I am with new equipment. Um, This microphone even sounds a little different. I had to get a different one because the microphone that I wanted is currently sold out. So it's just like the lack of resources I'm starting to realize due to COVID um, are tremendous. Um, a lot of people are out of stock of a lot of things, and I think maybe it's because they had to cut down on workers and things like that. But, um, you know, that's not even what we're talking about today. But I just wanted to let you know why things happened the way they did. So um, crazy things have happened in the stock market ever since the last time we spoke. Um, the last time we spoke, I think I was talking about like Fang, you know, just how they were doing very well overall. Um, and that continued for a long time, right? Um, Apple and Tesla had stock splits, um, so they became cheaper for the consumer to purchase. Um, so basically a share that was um, sort of like um, if, if Tesla stock was worth $500, it split down the middle and it was worth um, $100. Um, but basically what had happened was they split in such a way that everything stays the same. What I mean by that is if I if you give me a dollar and I give you four quarters, you have more shares, but the value is still a dollar. So that's kind of what Tesla did. They kind of just broke down the stocks in a way where it would be easier to accumulate for the retail investor. But the overall value um, of the stock itself didn't really change. You know, if you had one share of Tesla, you got five. Right. Kind of like I said, if you have a dollar and you break it down into four quarters, you sure you have four quarters. That's a lot. Right. That's four more than one. But four quarters is still equal to a dollar. So that's basically what Apple and Tesla ended up doing with their stock. Right. Naturally. When stocks split, um, some people don't know what I just told you. So they're going to think that it's on sale, it's cheaper, so they're going to rush to buy it, right? So that's why a lot of people wanted to buy it before the split because they knew there was going to be sort of like an influx of buyers for that, right? And so um, that's what happened in like the last week. Now, yesterday, the craziest thing happened, right? So, um, you know, the stock split, they had a run up, you know, Tesla had another like hundred dollar day or something like that. Apple was shooting up too. everything was all, you know, gravy. And then all of a sudden today, the market just went red. 
Dow, the uh, I think the Nasdaq or the Dow was down about a thousand points today. Um, S and P was down. Um, you know, everything was down. Everything was red. Um, today the market bled, and people were caught. You know, with their hands in the cookie jars. Um, because they had had all these like different um, earnings calls that they had because of the Zoom run-up. You know, Zoom had a really good earnings. So a lot of people had all these calls like, oh, this company's going to beat earnings because they're like an online company, and online companies are booming right now because they don't have to interact, and their business isn't being affected negatively by COVID. It's actually being affected positively. So a lot of people were putting their money into these plays to be held awaiting earnings and weren't expecting this slap in the face from the stock market. Now, I'll give a little bit of backstory about how I, because even though the market bled today, I had the greenest day I've had in a long time. Why? Because I let my emotions go and I played the market. When the market, you, you can't, you, you can't like beat the market, right? But you just got to kind of go with the flow of the market. The market dictates, you follow. You can't really, you know what I'm saying, battle the market. You know, that's that's when it gets emotional. You kind of just look at technical things and then say, okay, this is what I'm doing. Set a stop loss. If it doesn't work out, pull your money out, right? So this is what happened. So I got into some long-term plays last week, right? Um, I got into Intel long-term. They had some news on Wednesday. I got into UTS, but I got into a um, um, sort of like a holding company called um, CCH, which became UTS. You know, UTS is one of those companies that have been around for ages. We've all, we all have potato chips in a pandemic. You know, that's one of the things that people hoard, you know, for edible reasons, and so I, I made sure I got, um, you know, I got that before the merger. And once the merger happened, I was relying on us to shoot up a certain amount. It didn't. Um, I think it kind of o got overshadowed by the Apple and uh, Tesla splits. So that kind of, um, you know, the 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 apps like E-Trade and Robinhood and um, Webull and Ameritrade and stuff like that kind of glitched and kind of like had high volume and a lot of things going on so they basically crashed with uts so uts didn't really um ipo the way we expected it to um but I, my plays were like january 2021 so i was like i'm just gonna hold these right i was also holding intel right for the wednesday news but i also had some very very long-term intel so i'm still waiting on i was still waiting on intel to run up because it was at like 60 dollars not came down i was like okay it could go back to 60 right so i'm like okay i'm still holding intel so i'm holding uts i'm holding intel right um, you know, my cash, um, from, you know, my side hustle was never settled into my account. So I didn't have any buying power literally. So, um, I had zoom on my watch list. My watch list for the week had zoom. Um, it had RKT, it had CrowdStrike holdings. Um, and I think DocuSign, right? Four companies that all be earnings, right? So I was on it. I knew exactly what I was going to do, but I had no buying power. So I was thinking, do I sell Intel, do I sell Uts, and do I get these plays that I really want? And the answer was no. I was like, you know what, maybe it's a sign from above, or let me just not um, FOMO it because I see, you know, I like to play I like to play earnings kind of like in the run-up. So I don't like to get earnings way too late. The trick with earnings, right, let me tell you guys, is to know the earnings that's happening, let's say, a week and a half, two weeks in advance. There's going to be a run-up. People are going to be expecting certain companies to have great earnings. So imagine if you started buying and setting up a position into Zoom two weeks ago. By now, you would have been able to sell at such a reasonable profit before earnings. You wouldn't even wait for earnings to happen to see what happens. Granted, you wouldn't have had that big you know, thing that everybody else had. You would have at least gained a really good profit. 
right? And that's and since Zoom did really well, let me take that out of the equation. That would have worked very well for RKT. That would have worked very well for DocuSign, and it would have worked very well for CrowdStrike. If you started making those positions a week ago, a week and a half ago, you would have been so prepared for earnings. I mean, it literally wouldn't have like affected you that bad whether the earnings went well or not because you would have sold those positions before earnings because earnings is a wild card, right? You, if, if a company might do good, and might their stock might tank. A company might do bad, and their stock might shoot up. You just can never tell, but what we always know is that there is a run-up before earnings. People start you know, getting their positions ready for it. So just you know, beat people that way because people are emotional. So people are going to want to hold through earnings. You need to be a technical trader, right? So sell before earnings because you never know, and you don't want to get caught with your hands in a cookie jar, right? So I was like, I'm not going to just – join these plays because I think they're going to do good. I didn't have the buying power to get into plays when I wanted to. No FOMO. I'm just going to let it happen. FOMO is the fear of missing out. I'm just going to let it happen, right? Zoom has a killer earnings. I mean, if I had put in the position I had wanted to put in, I would have made the upwards of like $5,000, like ridiculous. like, And that's $5,000 on like a $100 play, right? So it's like, it's ridiculous. They had a ridiculous run up, right? And so what happens is Zoom has this ridiculous run-up, right? Everything pours into it. Everybody pours into it, pours into it. Zoom basically has like a 50% day or something crazy like that, a wild number. They just shoot up tremendously in after-hours trading, right? Seeing this, right, your average retail trader thinks to themselves, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, since it ran up so well, right, since Zoom ran up so well, what I'm going to do is focus on the other earnings that should react the way Zoom did, right? So that's what people did. So all of a sudden, right, after Zoom is done, you see an article come out. What's going to be the next Zoom in earnings, right? Uh, my apologies. I have to change the topic real quick. My microphone just blew out. So I'm currently almost micless. It's getting very low gain on whatever is coming out of my mouth. Um, I don't know what the issue is, but I'll try to figure it out afterwards. Um, but kind of like what I was saying, so um, a lot of people were looking at articles like what's going to be the next Zoom. And so a lot of people migrated to RKT and DocuSign, right? That was sort of like, and then CrowdStrike Holdings was just going crazy. So a lot of this was like FOMO, like retail investors thinking, okay, if Zoom did so well, there's got to be another thing that's going to do just as well, if not better right so with this mentality a lot of people go and flood into these um other earnings reports right now i have a theory here because what happened is all those earnings tanked severely right now my theory here is that big money right institutions with lots of capital who've been building these positions like i said over the course of weeks ahead of earnings right so they can make sure that in case earnings go left they have made all their profits leading up to earnings right so once earnings happens, or once earnings is about to happen and they realize that, wow, this influx of volume from other people has led to um, such a, a great increase in implied volatility, right, and an increase in the stock price that they don't even want to wait till earnings, right? Because if they wait till earnings, they're going to be pulling out their money the same time as retail investors who've made a profit. So what the big money does is they say, look, earnings is coming up. We saw what happened with Zoom. We see that people are running to these other ones that we've been building positions in. Let's just have a huge sell-off before earnings, right? So those investors sell off 
right before earnings. I, I was literally looking at RKT, and this is how I knew that the market was going to be red today. I was looking at RKT, and towards closing, it just started tanking so severely. It made no absolute no sense, right? And then Zoom had started tanking that day too because there was a big sell-off. People realized that they take they got their profits and they started to sell it off. So Zoom kind of went back to a reasonable price. And then CrowdStrike also started tanking. And I was like, yo. So the reason why there was a tank on all the other earnings after Zoom, I feel, is because of big money moving out of those plays before earnings to secure profits caused by retail investors flooding into it, right? Increasing that implied volatility, right? Leading to higher premiums for them to be able to sell off, right? And also an increase in volume so you know that those spreads are going to be very good. So you can get out with a pretty close bid ask, right? I think that's what happened, right? Now, why was the market red, right? Once big money took out those positions and people had terrible earnings for RKT, terrible Zoom started tanking, um, everything else just kind of started tanking in the market, right? So I would say th those earnings and the loss of momentum from the Apple split and the Tesla split, split kind of slowed down the market a little bit, right? And I don't know, but I don't know what's the catalyst for everything really just going red, red. Um, but you see... The reason why I had a green day in this situation, right, is because, right, when I was looking at RKT without any buying power or just with a little bit of buying power at that point, right, I'd missed earnings and I was like, I'm not going to just FOMO it and hop into this play. So I looked at them and I saw that they were tanking, right, and I'm like, why are they tanking? So whenever you see something tanking in the market severely for no reason, right, something that's remarkably important, I mean... RKT had so much volume that day, a lot of things going well for them. But I looked at RKT, I looked at Zoom, I looked at CrowdStrike, and I saw that everything was red, and I was so confused. The next thing I did is I went to VXX, which is an inverse of the SPY, S&P 500. I saw that that was green. I said, oh, hmm, it's really green. So that means there's a lot of volatility in the general market overall. Then I looked at TLT, which is bonds, right? When I looked at TLT, I saw that that was exceptionally green for the day. So I said, oh. and But keep in mind, SPY was green as well. So when SPY is green and VXX is green, because this has been happening for the, like the last two days, it's a confusing place because you don't know which one is right. But for me, when I saw that SPY was green and VXX was green, I looked at TLT to be my snitch. I was like, if TLT is green, I think we're going a VIX route. If TLT was red, I would have just said, oh, VXX is just, there seems to be volatility, maybe because of earnings, but eh, it's not really going to hit the market. But when I saw VXX was green, SPY was green, I was like, eh, okay, what's going on? I saw TLT was green, and I said, oh, that means we're going to have a red day tomorrow, probably. So instead of me doing FOMO and putting that money I had, that new buying power I just gotten into RKT earnings or CrowdStrike earnings, right, knowing that the, knowing that VXX and TLT were on the green, I said, you know what, let me just put... Um, let me just make a position for a TLT call and a VXX call. And so I did that, right? Woke up this morning, futures were red. I said, okay, I think I made a good decision. Woke up this morning and SPY started tanking. And I was like, oh, I made a really good decision. Because when SPY tanks, usually TLT will go up. It's, TLT is not an inverse, but it's bonds. It's safer than, you know, just straight up growth stock or whatever you might involve yourself in. And then VXX is actually the inverse of the SPY, right? So when SPY goes down, VXX goes up, right? So VXX is like a bear. It's a bear thing, right? So 
Um, VXX starts going up. TLT starts going up. Um, so, you know, I'm like, okay. Um, I didn't have a stop loss. I kind of, you know, YOLO'd this one. So I was like, okay, let me see how it goes. So it's going, it's going, it's going. TLT is rising. VXX is rising during the day. Then I see that TLT shoots down tremendously out of nowhere. The spy is still going the direction it's going. VXX is still going the direction it's going. But TLT, like, just loses momentum. I mean, the call I had was going for, like, $160, and it tanked down to 130 And I was like, whoa, that was dramatic. Because it was having a steady increase over the course of the morning. And VXX and Spy didn't react to it. But when I saw TLT do that, I said, let me pull out of my plays. As soon as I pulled out of my plays, I saw that Spy had started fighting back upward. And VXX had started going downward. And I was like, oh, TLT snitched again. So when that happened, I was like, okay, let me secure my profits. So I secured my profits, and then later on in the morning, I saw that TLT had stabilized and started pointing upward. I saw that V had start, VXX had started pointing upward, and I saw that SPY was struggling to battle. And so I said, okay, let me get back into VXX, and the rest of the day was pretty much red. So um, I was able to make money on VXX twice and TLT once today. And so, while a lot of people had red days, right, um, I had a green day. Now, you might be wondering, how was I able to re-enter those positions without having any buying power? Remember I said I had uh, UTS and I had Intel? I didn't keep emotion today. The day was red. I knew it was going to be red. I didn't know how long the red was going to go. I didn't know if it was going to continue into next week. When you hold these positions, you, have, or you already have time decay against you. And so, if... It's red, and it's already going down, and time is decaying. It's like a lose-lose. What I can do is I can get out of, those pos- out of those positions, cut my losses, take that money from those positions, and put it into winning plays, like VXX and TLT. So that's what I did today. I sold all of my UTS plays. I sold all of my Intel plays, and it hurts because I got them. They, they were red for the day, but total return was green, right? So I could have kept holding them. Because I was still in the profit. I still, had, I still was up in UTS about 30%. I was up in Intel about 40% overall. But I decided, you know what? These plays, ain't, there's no telling how it's going to go. The market is super volatile right now. What do, I, what do I know? SPY is in a fight for its life right now, and VXX is going to rip. So I sold UTS. I uh, sold uh, Intel. Took that buying power, right? And then I held it. So when I remember when I said I saw that um, reversal when TLT snitched again, when I saw that again, I put all of that buying power that I just got from selling those plays into a VXX call because I had one day trade left. The play, I I bought like four calls. I bought four different calls. I I bought four calls for VXX, same strike, same date. And I bought it and I sold it at like a 40% profit. You know what I'm saying? Learn how to take profits. I pr- it probably would have ended up higher by the end of the day, but I was going to take my profits. I wasn't leaving it up to a weekend or another, you know, Thursday into Friday and see what happens. I was like, I'm going to take these profits today. Um, so I took my profits, and I'm honestly proud that I did that. So I had a really green day because I peeped game earlier, right, Wednesday night into Thursday. Thursday was red. I cut my losses. I wasn't emotionally tied, like, okay, maybe it'll go up on Friday. Maybe it'll go up next week. I was like, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen. And these plays are, are red for the day, and I'm in the profit. Let me take my profit and put it into plays that I know are going to win for the day. 
And I did that. And so right now I'm sitting on a beautiful buying power. I was able to buy some stocks at discounts, right? Because once, once I sold it and I sold a TLT, I made 40%, 30%, and then another 40% on what I just made from that. I was like, yo, why not just buy some stock at discount? Apple's going down. Tesla's going down. Everything's going down. Let me just purchase some actual stock for my long-term portfolio. And that's how I played it. So I know this has been a very, very long episode. It's been a lot of running around. It's 20 minutes long or more, but bear with me, right? So I just told you that story to tell you my thought process, right? Now I'm going to give you tips and tricks moving forward in terms of dealing with things like this, right? Whenever, right, you see something have a really high earnings and you just expect that everything else is going to have a good earnings too, that's not how things usually work. Playing earnings is kind of like a lotto pick. I've been in an earnings report before where they had amazing sales, record sales, and it tanked. And I lost all my money, right? And I've also had situations where I held it through the earnings and it did well, but that's like a lotto pick. So the best and safest strategy for you is honestly to know that earnings is happening for a company two weeks in advance for you to build a position where by the time earnings arrives and it runs up because there's a lot of hype and speculation, you have made enough profit for you to exit that before you see what happens with earnings. Once you see what happens with earnings, right, you can make a mental note of it or write it down so that the next time earnings happens, happens, you know what's going to happen, right? Walmart, right? Walmart's the biggest example. Walmart usually beats their expectations, especially in COVID when that's where a lot of people go to get their stuff. But whenever Walmart beats expectations, it tanks after earnings. People don't know. I don't know why. So what happened? I played Walmart like maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I bought Walmart before earnings and I sold it before earnings. And after earnings, they had great sales, great earnings, and it tanked. I, sometimes you just can't explain it. So my advice to you guys would be that you should play the run-up for earnings, right? And don't be FOMO-ish where it's like, okay, Zoom did well, so... Something else soon must do well, too. That's when you throw your money at DocuSign, you throw your money at RKT, you throw your money at CrowdStrike without even thinking of the fact that we're going into a bear day the next day. Because I didn't throw my money in, right? I waited until 3 p.m., 3.30 p.m. to see what the market was looking like. RKT was tanking. DocuSign was tanking. Everything was, like, going red, and I was like, this is so odd. Then you go and check TLT and VXX. VXX is the inverse of the SPY. So when things are going red, you'll be able to tell from the VXX. Now, in situations where the SPY is still green, right, and the VXX is green, I would recommend go to TLT. That's what I did. I went to TLT. I saw it. I saw that TLT was green. So I was like, oh, TLT also works kind of opposite the direction of the SPY because bonds is like a safer bet. The SPY is kind of like the more risky bet, right? So when I saw that, then I was like, oh, let me put calls on TLT and VXX. That's why I had a green day. After that, when I saw the reversal during the day that SPY was going to fight back, I didn't say, I wasn't emotionally attached to my position. I put these in overnight. I don't want to use a day trade. I want to hold it and see it through. I sold it at a profit, watched it dip. When it started rising back, I got back in it and made a bigger profit the next time, right? It's a safe play, right? But play the VXX and play the TLT. So word of it, word of, you know, encouragement. As we proceed, you can make money both ways when the market's going up or when it's coming down. It just depends on what you put your money into. So when the market's going down, I can always count on VXX. TLT moves a little slower, but I mean, I like the gains I get from TLT. I do. I do. Um, so yeah, that was that's it in a nutshell. So that's how I made my money today. 
and I'm glad that I was able to share that with you. If you have any questions about inverses or things like that, or you want to talk a little bit about your strategy and how I might be able to help you in terms of anything that I do on my end, um, I'm more than welcome to, to that opportunity. Just email hustleclass at gmail.com, and uh, you know we'll talk. And so, yeah, um, I, I gave this out, so y'all have that game now. So utilize it. Um, and that's it for me. Um, any questions, like I said, just just let me know. Oh, I guess uh, things I'm looking for this week, or I guess tomorrow's Friday, right? Or today's Friday for listening to it today. So we'll see whether today's going to be green or red, right? Um, if it's a red day, I would say still tread lightly. There's no telling when there's going to be a bounce back, right? Because we saw that when the big COVID red stuff happened, it was like red day, red day, green day. Red day, red day, red day, green day, red day. So you you don't really know how it's gonna go. So I would just say monitor it um, closely, um, but don't rush into any decision. I would say try to make your decisions when the market's less volatile, like closer to maybe close the close of the market after 3 p.m. Like power hour, that's when things are usually like the cheapest going into the next day. You can kind of see what the market did that day, and then make a better decision. Although you might have to hold things overnight. Um, yeah, so. I mean, the market's going to do its thing, and we're just going to be a part of it. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I'm looking at, at, at work. Um, so, work is um, Slack. Now, because Zoom did well, right, and Slack is, has similar um, has similar things going on where because things are moving virtual, um, things need to be organized a certain way, and Slack just kind of helps. So, a lot of companies have migrated to Zoom, migrated to Slack, migrated to things that make working from home and still working in a good environment easy, right? But don't be fooled. Slack earnings might go exceptionally well, but we did just have a red day. We have seen earnings do very well, right? And then um, still tank. The stock still tank. So I've given you game, and the work earnings is not for another, like, I don't know, maybe like six days, seven days. So with that, what you can do is, I mean, just watch what happens. And if Slack does well through our earnings and it shoots up, you know that next time, right, maybe in, like, November, maybe, like, whenever the next earnings is, they're going to be ready for that same type of movement probably because I don't see things getting worse for Zoom. I don't see things getting worse for Slack because of the type of business that they do and the current state of the world. So, yeah, keep your eyes on that. Um, so, yeah, hustle out. <laughs>